Hello? You play to win the game. Let's go to eat a damn snack. We're taking receipts, and I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome to episode number 16 of the Battered Jets Fans Podcast, and this is anything but sweet. Since we're riding a three-game losing streak, just like you are, Manny, how are you this Monday? I, I'm doing amazing, man. Um, amazing. amazing, wow. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think you were going to say amazing. I'm, I'm going to go with amazing. You want to know why? It's why? Almost, it's almost Christmas, man. It's okay, almost that definitely. time of giving. It's time to be positive. Right, right. Elf on the shelves behind you. It's a time to be positive. And you know what? We're not talking our team today, but if there's a silver lining that I could take away, and we'll obviously get more into it tomorrow when we record the battered uh, Dolphin show, is the fact that we went toe-to-toe in the snow, and we almost came out with the dub. So that's my silver lining. That's the positivity that I'm taking away this week. How about yourself, man? How are you doing? Uh, I don't know if there's many positives I could take out of this three-game. I guess we were in every game. I guess that's right. a positive. Yep. But there's a lot of negatives because there's usually, like the game before the last, we could bring down and we broke it down to just basically three plays, right? It was two fumbles. Sure. Yeah. And um, I'm already slipping on. Oh, and I think a drop pass. Um, so you could you could narrow it. But like yesterday, there were so many negatives and so many people that you could possibly blame. Yeah. That what we're going to do is we're going to play everybody's favorite Monday quarterback game. We're going to play the blame game. Number one, our head coach, Robert Sala, time management, Zach Wilson, George is doing what Zach Wilson does. Our defense led by CJ Mosley, the great one, and of course, special teams, led by Brandon Mann. Now, who is to blame? Who do you think is to blame? Are are, are we going to just just jumping right into it? I was about to say. Let's just, <laughs> let's just jump right into it. I mean, why not? I mean, it it's basically what everybody's been doing over the last 24 hours or 36 hours at this point. Everybody's just choosing different people to blame. Some people are defending Zach Wilson and blaming the time manager by Rob Sala. Some people are defending Rob Sala because he was trying to save some timeouts, in, uh, but it was Zach Wilson's fault because of the sacks. Some people are saying that it shouldn't have gotten to that last possession because it was the defense's fault. Some people are saying that they shouldn't have scored that first punt return touchdown because of bringing them in. So there's plenty of blame to go around. So let's go one by one and break it down. So let's start with contestant number one. We have Mr. Robert Sala. Man, yep. this game came down to that final drive. It shouldn't have, but it did. Yep. We had a minute, I think about a minute and a half to go when we got the ball back. And we had all three times out. That's pretty good position to be in when you're trying to win a game. Big facts. And especially when if you have an opportunity to just tie the game and send it to overtime. So you got over a minute and a half. You have three timeouts. So we're looking pretty good as long as Zach Wilson can produce. But Robert Sala apparently thinks that timeouts roll over, kind of like Steve Nash does. <laughs> and he thought that he could add timeouts to this Thursday night football game coming up. But he soon found out that that's not the case. And he was just left with a random extra timeout. So you tell me, Manny, what did you think of Robert Salah's time management at the end of this game? Correct me if I'm wrong. You probably are. Didn't the Jets hire somebody to help Robert Salah with game management? 
That's what I thought. I thought we got somebody that literally just, just dealt with the, the clock. Tell, that literally tells him, hey, by the way, I think this is a good time to call said timeout. I think it was a couple weeks ago that we had Connie on, and she, yeah. she was so happy with, with uh, I don't know who even who it is, with this guy and what a great job they had done. Um, and I already got some. Um, and what a great job they had done. I don't know where that guy was yesterday. Did they give him a holidays off? I, listen, it could have been the same scenario with spotters. You know, they only work for one specific team. Your guy decided not to show up for the Lions game. But let's talk about Robert Sala because you, you're trying to put blame on him. I No, no, no. This is the no, blame no, no. game. We're putting blame know, on everybody. But he's, he's a contestant in the game. And I'm going to assume Definitely. you put him up there for a reason just because you think there's valid reasons to put him up there. Th- there's, right? four, there's, there's four people or four parts of the team that are getting blamed over okay. the last 36 hours. Those are the four. I know we're going to pick a winner at the end of this segment, but yes. I honestly, I, I can honestly tell you, I don't put any blame on him because I get that sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's easy to look at everything in a vacuum and be like, yep, that's the reason we lost, right? Like mm-hmm. that specific part right there. Him okay. mismanaging timeouts has nothing to do with Zach Wilson taking two horrible sacks. <laughs> him well, not handling those timeouts correctly has nothing to do with that pump kick return at the very beginning of the game that just, Came straight down because guess what? You guys came back from that. I get it. Now those timeouts, you can't come back from that. But I feel like he is not at the high of the, the height of my list as far as contestants for the blame game, as far as people who should take the blame. Well, can we watch some of these highlights from this last minute yeah. then? Let's do it. All right. So so here's the first we one. We have our first snap under one. You have how much time is left there? 114. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson just completed a pass to Gary Wilson on third and 19. That's a beautiful pass, but why, by the way. But why was it third and 19? Because of the sack. Got you. All right. Go ahead. So, at this point, you converted third and 19. You're at the, what, right 40? No, at right the 38-yard line. Right here. You got to call a timeout there, right? You Don't got three you? timeouts right here. You call a timeout right there. I feel like when it's a two-minute drill, if you have a very long pass play, which that one went up for over 20 yards, yeah. you call a timeout to save time just because – by the time that everybody gets back up to the line, you're going to lose about 20 seconds. Yes, sir. But I've heard a lot of experts talking over the last 24 hours. A lot of people say you try to save those three timeouts for under a minute. Okay. So I'm Fair trying enough. to give him the benefit out there. So we See, I'm get not a coach. Under- I'm not a coach, by the way, but I would have called the timeout right there. If I'm a coach on the sideline, just completing a third and team, based on the fact that my team now has to run upfield, I want to give them that extra energy to be ready for that next first down, and I would have called the timeout. That's just me. I agree. I agree, and they have three timeouts. You can you can use two of them. You know you have to leave that last one to call a timeout for that field goal. Real quick, on that 30-19 they completed, what what was the yardage that you guys ended up getting on that one? I think you went up to their 40, if I'm not mistaken? Up to 38, I believe. It was like 21, 22 okay. yards. Okay, go for it. All right, so the, the, the following first down play. Yeah, plenty of time. Now call a timeout here on this completion. I'm with you yeah, on that, that Greeny. Right like, in that moment, that was. Dan Orlovsky appears to agree. At that point, you have 48 seconds left. You have three timeouts. Why wouldn't you call a timeout here? Right there, yeah, yeah. If you weren't going to do it for the 30-19 that your team just ran up the field, why not call it with 48 seconds left? Again, clock mismanagement, I agree. I thought this is why somebody was hired, so I'm with you. They should have used a timeout either the first time or for sure that second time. Apparently, Robert Sala said that he didn't do it because he was worried that they were going to challenge that and they weren't sure if it was a reception. But okay. 
if it's not a reception, it's still third and one. Four down territory, you go for it anyway. You save the time. Correct. He lost Correct. like 20 seconds right there. And then, of course, we have the final play, which Zach Wilson, I'm not sure how he even gets this pass off. It's a miracle that Elijah Moore ended up getting open. And he catches it. Now, for one, Elijah Moore should have given himself up, I thought. When he caught the ball and there was like four seconds left. Right, because you know you're not going to score. Right. So, But he got tackled. There was one second left. So there's one second left. And you have two timeouts. Now, obviously, you use one of those timeouts there. So you're left with one timeout left that you don't get to roll it over. What the point of keeping that timeout was, I have absolutely no idea. Yes, sir. Can we talk about that exact comment you make? Because I, I feel like that would have been a perfect contestant as well. Because you want to talk about little things mattering. As If you go back to that replay and you saw where Elijah Moore catches that ball, it is well beyond that target red line of where they wanted to get to to make sure that you set the the, the kick up for Greg the leg. And right. if he goes down right there and you call that timeout, first of all, the angle is probably much better. And even if you want to run another play, a quick play just to get it even more centered, you can. Because I believe when he catches that ball, he had like eight seconds left. So that is more than enough time to be able to get down, call a timeout. Run a quick play just to be able to position to where Greg, the leg, likes his, the ball coming out from. And then you're potentially bringing this game into overtime. So I get it. Huge clock mismanagement in the first for the first contestant. But listen, Elijah Moore right there, again, he's, a he's not a rookie, but he's, he's a young player uh, in his second year. He could have definitely gone down. But I get it. At the end of that game, he's just trying to make a play, and that's, and that's what he was trying to do. Now, what I found more amusing in that when you played it is that it looks like he's running for the sidelines to get out of bounds when, again, your team has three timeouts. So I don't even think that he understood that there was three timeouts left based on the way that Robert Sala was not calling his timeouts. It, it, it was just odd altogether. Like, I, I don't know if the, the, the guys aren't prepared or, or what it is because, I don't know, just go know. down, call I a know. timeout, give yourself up. Like, there was, there was so many frustrating parts in this. Now, so Rob Salah, you don't think he deserves blame? No. I, I would say he right. obviously, obviously deserves some blame. But I, again, where we're currently at, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give him. I wouldn't, win him. I wouldn't give him the trophy for the blame game. All right. So what about contestant number two? We have your boy, Zach Oof. Wilson. Now, yep. the defense played a great game, I thought. I know that everybody's killing him for no takeaways. But they only gave up one offensive touchdown. And they gave up two field goals. Now, one of those field goals came as a result of a short field. Now, if you look, Zach Wilson playing against zone defense, watches his man all the way and just throws it up there. I, I don't you go, know buddy. what he was thinking. Here you go, buddy. And he basically gifted them three points. Yeah. Zach Wilson, I thought, played a decent game. Okay. Not a great game. Yep, but a decent game. Now the thing with Zach Wilson is, he makes some awesome plays, but they're mm -hmm. awesome because they look awesome. Okay, because they're kind of just like a lot of people are saying backyard, backyard plays, right? Like when you go out with the boys when you were younger and you just play in the backyard and play some crazy, just scrambling all over the place. Yeah, hail marys. I don't know if you caught that that pass to uh, to Michael Carter. We just threw a duck that looked like a punt up in the air, and it just randomly landed. Michael Carter had to run and grab it. Like he yep. does some crazy stuff, and it's 
you know how Rob Sala said Mike White makes the easy look easy? Zach Wilson makes the hard look easy and makes the easy look hard. And it's very – I just don't get why it's that way. But that, that's, that, that's what we've come to expect from Zach. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another one. He's a player that you were telling me about. It's getting absolutely – Now, here he has Braxton oh. Berrio. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Bring it back. Bring it back. I want to, I want to show you something else. Bring it back. All right. I'm bringing it back. Right there. If he pauses, gets right at the quarter, right at the wide receiver, just plants his feet and connects that. Look how much green is in front of him. Mm-hmm. Look how much green is in front of Braxton Berrios and that 4-4 speed. Jesus Christ, Zach Wilson. Go ahead. But, but see, that's the thing. And – the touchdown that he had to CJ Uzama in the beginning of the game, yeah. he rolled out to his left, threw it across the field 40 yep. yards to so yep. down on the right sideline. Like it was a beautiful pass. It's a very difficult pass. He made it look easy. Yep. But this is supposed to be the easy throws. Uh-huh. But watching this, you wouldn't figure that because he makes it look hard. And, it, and this is the frustrating part about Zach Wilson. Now, again, I don't want to kill him because. I don't think it was his fault that we lost his game. He drove us down the field. He took the lead with four minutes left. It was up to the defense to make that last stop. So I don't don't think it was his fault. But let's just talk about Zach Wilson now that we're on the topic of Zach Wilson. Sure. He put up good numbers in the first half. He was like 8 for 14, 180-some-odd yards, a touchdown. It's a good game. But it's kind of like what I always criticize about the Dolphins. They're not sustained drives. Yep. He'll get you a couple huge plays, but in between, there's nothing of substance. Yep. He doesn't, he doesn't give you long sustained drives. He'll give you that one miracle long bomb, but you can't win that way if you're just relying on that. In the third quarter, he looked horrible because he couldn't get the big play. And honestly, after he threw that interception, it looked like Mike LaFleur stopped trusting him, and he was just playing it safe. All the, yep. pay, all the play calls were just safe play calls. But I don't blame blame Mike LaFleur. Nope. Everybody's like, oh, you know, it, 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 Zach Wilson, you got to uh, let him just roll out and kind of just create. And it's like, but damn, that's got to be frustrating as an offensive coordinator because I want to go ahead and, and create this game plan, but my quarterback only plays well when he improvises. So what the fuck am I creating this game plan for? Everybody's saying, well, you should roll him out more. It's like, but then you want me to roll him out every single play? Now, he does perform better when he rolls out. I got the stats right here. So, in between the tackles, Manny, mm-hmm. yesterday, he was 13 for 29, 183 yards, a touchdown, and interception. In between the tackles, right in the pocket. Yep. yep. Outside the pocket, 5 for 6, 134 yards, and a touchdown. Obviously, Mike LaFleur, being stubborn, you got to keep rolling him out, even if you don't like it. So tell me, what, what, what's your assessment on Zach Wilson's game? You know, I wanted to come out here and kill him today, right? Like, I wanted to. I wanted to. Like, so badly, I wanted to come out here and kill him. Right. He had 18 of 35, 317. He averaged nine yards a pass, two touchdowns on that INT. But when you go back and look at the, who the Lions have faced at quarterback, Outside of Tua Tungavailoa, which, according to you, him and Zach are on the same boat, he's really the only one in recent games that the Lions have played that really lit them up. 
no other quarterback really had that game like, oh, my God, we could just go in there and light the Lions up. Like one of your things when we, when you guys played the Bears a few weeks ago, you said, damn, I really want Zach Wilson to play because I feel it's set up for him to have a successful game. Now, mm-hmm. at the time, we said, well, just because it, they're a bad defense doesn't necessarily mean that he'll have a successful game. You kind of felt the same way about this Lions game. You said mm-hmm. the Lions defense is probably pretty ripe for the taking. So Zach should have a good game, especially that he's at home. But mm-hmm. based off of those standards alone, Danny, he didn't have a good game. Like, I know you said decent. Statistically, I, I, you mean? or Right. I, I get that you said he had a decent game. He had moments of, ooh, ah. But he always has those. But I feel that if Mike White was in the game without t- 25 broken ribs, you would have seen a much different game for your Lions team. I mean, for your for your Jets team. I feel like they would have gotten down the field. I think they would have put up more than 17 points. But I want to talk about another point. And I don't know if this is Zach Wilson's fault, but as somebody that you were there to be able to watch it live, I haven't been mm-hmm. able to go watch the, I haven't been able to go back and watch the All-22 yet. I need to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. His inability to be a quarterback that you're scared of, did that have anything to do with the ineffective ineffectiveness of your run game? Bam Knight, 13 carries, 23 yards. Michael Carter, four, four carries, 15 yards. Like, literally, 1.8 average for Bam Knight and 3.8 for Michael Carter. What the hell was, was going they on was, there? They were stacking the box. They were bringing the house. They they were they, they weren't going to let us – they were going to make Zach Wilson beat them, and they were okay right. with that. And like, because they, of that, that that's why they, you guys were ineffective at what you do well, which is <laughs> run the rock. Right, and then our running game is just suffering because our offensive line is playing horrible. George Fant is playing like trash. Uh, Lankin Tomlinson, which I was supposed to be such a great fucking Pro Bowl signing, he's played horrible. I feel I feel I like got, calling him trash is, is isn't fair. Right. No, because they I shouldn't call well. any NFL player trash, but he's no, not no, playing no. well. But I get that. But being the fact that you guys have been playing patchwork O line for literally sixteen weeks now. I feel like that's not a fair assessment of what you guys are doing with what you have. Like, yeah, but George playing... was supposed to be a, was a starter last year. And was supposed to be a starter this year. Yeah. So George Fent, we, we, I would expect more from George Fent, even though they when Mackay Beckton was coming back, it was the whole he's going to play the left, the right, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. George Fent has been disappointing. Dwayne Brown came out of retirement to play for us. Guy might as well stay retired because he's not <laughs> doing anything. Then we got this kid Herbrick that's playing in the, the right guard. He yeah. looked solid the first couple of weeks he came in. He's he's regressed. You got like it, Lankin Tomlinson. Yeah, I don't know what I I was expecting so much from that guy. He's played bad also. Connor McGovern, which is I thought the weakest point. Of, I honestly wanted. To, I kept telling you during the draft, we have to draft the center because that's yeah. the only weak part we have in our yes. offensive line. He's been our best offensive line, line offensive lineman so far. It, it, it's ridiculous. Again, a lot of injuries. I get yep. that, but it, it's it's really. And we're not trying um, to we're not trying to make excuses. We're really not. We get it. Every NFL team has has injuries. But I feel like outside of Mike White being folded like a lawn chair last week, outside of that exact moment, the O-line's been playing pretty well. The reason that your run game has been as effective as it is up until these last two weeks has been because of said O-line, because of Mike White being a little bit scarier than Zach Wilson. So I get what you're saying, but again, the Lions were like, we're not scared of this guy. We could have four me's, the bearded fanatic, at playing safety for – for the Detroit Lions, and I felt like they were still going to stack the box against you guys because they're not that scared of Zach Wilson. I'm going to tell you that the Lions look like they had four of you out there. The Lions' <laughs> pass defense is really bad. It look, is. Zach Wilson looked good 
But if you go back, I didn't I didn't clip out all the all his long passes. Yeah. But if you look at some of those passes, their pass defense is just atrocious. There was this one play where he had a, a deep pass to Jeff Smith, and he underthrew the ball. If that was Tua, they would have been killing him all over. They sure. underthrew it, and so the, the the cornerback just kept running for some reason. Jeff Smith stopped, came back for it. Like they're really bad. They like, are. If that, that's if my they, point. But, but my point was, this is why I wanted Zach Wilson to play against a bad defense to see what he could do. If Zach Wilson can't do that against a, 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 an above-average defense, above-average defense, he doesn't look good because yesterday he couldn't do the easy passes. But because it was a bad defense, he hit a couple home runs, which made things look better. Mike Wright can hit those easy passes, which yes. is what you need to do against a good defense. And- and, and he, he could also hit the home team. runs. And he could also hit the he home could. runs at times. He could. I've been surprised. Mike White has a better arm than I thought. He yeah. can hit the, the, the 15, 20-yard pass easy, and he makes it look And great. I mean a bullet. In a bullet, he, he gets him in there. And we move up and down the field with Mike White. Zach Wilson, again, home run. But going back to what you said, that if Mike White plays, we win. I need to remind you. Mike White made it to the red zone six times against the Vikings and only scored once. Hey, you can't put there it all is on no Mike guarantee. You can't oh, put it fine. on Mike White's shoulders. That's fine, but you can't guarantee the me that if Mike White here, plays, please. that they win. Zach Wilson played well Fuck enough to Zach win. Wilson. Fuck Zach Wilson. Zach you Wilson played well enough to win. No, he didn't. And no, he didn't. They, they ran one Don't RPO. They they ran one RPO. He ran it for a first down for a couple yards. They they could do more stuff like that with Zach Wilson. That's not an option with Mike White, but with Zach Wilson, that is an option. Stop that. You, he did not play well enough to win this game. Stop it. Now you're trying to convince yourself that he played well enough to win the game. He did not play well enough to win the game because the reason they were able to put that three points is because of that horrible pass that you just showed. He does those. He does those every sticking game. And that's why you guys are in the position that you're in when he plays quarterback. He gave them the lead with his passing touchdown that, With that four we're going minutes to the next left, one. look, look, look. We have a great defense, supposedly yes. one of the best in the league. Let's talk about okay? that blame game defense. Supposedly, huh? yes. Let's go to the blame game. So we have one of the best defenses in the league. Don't so say what, supposedly. What is, Don't do that. What do you when you have one of the best defenses in the league? What are you supposed to do? You have a lead late in the fourth quarter. You're like, oh, that's it. Our closer. Bring in Mariano Rivera. They're gonna close this out for us. You know what I need. You to You know what a good against. defense doesn't do. Yeah. What do they, what do what do they do? They don't take a fourth and one at like the forty nine yard line uh-huh. and let it become a touchdown from a running back. No, I'm sorry, a t- backup tight end that runs uh, a 10-5. Like th- that's how slow. I think ten point five seconds is how long it takes to run the forty yard dash. Okay. Like, I could not believe. That CJ Mosley could not catch up to him with an angle. Like it was beyond me. Now, I don't have the clip, but I'm sure you watched the play. I did. I was gonna say, is it I, fair to put the blame game on the defense? Guy? I thought you were gonna blame it on um CJ Mosley's helmet. No, no, no. The it's way, on the, the defense way, overall. The way he slammed that helmet, I was like, what did the helmet do? Did the helmet give up the touchdown? Oh, go ahead. No, CJ that wasn't CJ Mosley's man, but they were playing cover one, they were playing man. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, they, played, they ran the play action to the right. Everybody went, and they had uh, what's this kid's name? St. Brown went yeah, in motion over to the right, also. Yeah, went and once he went to the right, I think it was Quincy Williams that followed him out there. Everybody went, 
That backup tight end, don't even know his name. <laughs> he went, he chipped one of the defensive ends, and then just leaked out. Now, yep. I wish I had the clip, but I don't. But you see him. I think he might have given C.J. Mosley a high five as he ran by him. <laughs> they went right by each other. And then Smack him on the ass. Around him. it was nobody around him. I, yeah. And you know what? Unlike everybody else, I think that was a great play call by the offense. It was. I thought it was an amazing play call. And I think they did a great job in calling a play that would give them the first down. Yeah. What I don't accept is that, that it wasn't just the first down. That For no reason should that go 51 yards. No. So, what a good. Re- I'm disappointed in the reporters because what the reporters should have done is they should have asked one of the defensive players. They should have asked, "Do you feel like you let Zach Wilson down today?" Oh, because Zach Wilson God. handed you the lead, oh, and you let hit the Jets down. How fucking dare this Brian guy? Brian Costello, Rich Samini, shame on all of you for not asking the real questions. Do you feel bad for letting Zach Wilson down? I want to hear what they have to say because they let them down. They let us all down. You got to no. stop them on fourth and one. If they stop them on fourth and one, they win the game, literally. But you know what? The Lions make a good play call. They get the first down. That's fine. Lift fight another day. Make sure they don't get in the end zone. You're running by four fucking points. But no, you let them run the slowest 51-yard touchdown I've ever seen in my fucking life. No, it, it's, it's BS. And He'd be faster I, than us. Let's be I, honest. He'd be faster I, than us. No, I don't think so. I think you could beat him. <laughs> I think you beat him on one leg. I think you can hop faster than he can run. If you watch that back, he's the slowest 51-yard touch that I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah. So I'm leaning towards the defense okay. for the blame game winner. But How fucking dare you, man? Like, the fact, the fact that you, just, just NC, Gunny, everybody, dude, everybody that we've had on this show, all you need to do is have a quarterback that takes care of the game for you doesn't give the ball away, and don't worry about it. Our defensive run game will get you to the victory. The one play that you could recently call out in your memory is what you're going to use against them. Literally, like, they didn't even even throw towards Sauce Gardner. So for you to go there and be like, supposedly great, bitch, you know you have a great defense. Like, I'm sorry that I'm wearing a Dolphins hat right now. I wish I had a Jets hat to put on right now. But a Jets defense hat that I could put on right now. That is so disrespectful of you to even hey. think that the defense deserves the blame game. Oh, my God. My God, are, sir. Hey, hey, uh, you're old enough to remember because I know that you're a Lakers and a Kobe Bryant fan. Yes. Well, Kobe fan. Don't do not do Kobe that. Fan. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I apologize. Um, you're old enough to remember um, 2005 when he hit a game winner against Phoenix in, I think, it was the first round. He had a game winner. Then he did the whole thing yeah, with his yeah. chest. Do you remember how many points he had that that uh, that series? I do not. Do you remember how many points he averaged that series? I'm going to assume 20, 20 plus something. You don't remember. No. Do you remember if he had a good series at all? No. But you know what you do remember? What's that? That he showed up when it counted. Yeah. Because that's what somebody's supposed to do when the game's on the line. And you're that guy. So you show up when it counts. That is so Jordan, game six against the Utah Jazz. I don't remember how many points he scored, but I know they hit the game winner because he killed so up when it your, counts. Your defense was more like LeBron yesterday is what you're saying. Is, is that what we're saying? Because when you talk about not being that clutch, that's your boy LeBron. But let's be honest. Let's be honest here. 
It is disrespectful. You know it's disrespectful. I get we got to play this game. But it's disrespectful the defense is even on here because of that one bad play. One That's all it takes. I get that. But that's not enough for you to say now supposable great. You did know I, you had a great I, defense. Did I, did I say – no, no, no. No, 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 sir. Did I say that they're a horrible defense? No. No. But you know what? But you hit me great with defense? these. You hit me yeah, with But you know these. what's a great defense? A what's great that? defense is one that takes the ball away. They didn't take the ball away yesterday. Well, they didn't throw to yes, – throw towards yes. Sauce Gardner. If they would have thrown yes. – yes. guess what is? If they would have thrown, thrown Sauce – if they would have thrown the ball his way, he would have had a pick for you. He even said it after the game that he found disrespectful that he couldn't do more in the game. Listen, I'm pretty sure he was hoping he, he was half the field that, that he did more than enough. Guess how many takeaways they had against the Bills last week? How many takeaways did they had against the Bills last week? Zero. Guess how many takeaways they had against the Vikings the week before that? How many? Zero. <laughs> Guess how many takeaways they had against the Bears the week before that? Uh, I'm going to assume zero, being that we're going down this trend. No, but they had one in garbage time. Okay. They had one in garbage time. C.J. Mosley picked off, I forgot what, third or fourth or fifth string quarterback we were playing because that's all we beat now. So, And then the week before that against the Patriots, against Mac Jones and that great Patriots offense. How many takeaways did we have that week? How many? Zero. (laughs) We don't get takeaways. So, yes, they are a good defense. They are not a great defense yet until they start taking the ball away. Is that, so is that not fair? That's, is that that's not fair? fair? That's fair, but still disrespectful at the same time. That they how are quickly, above average. How they are quickly. a very good defense. Well, guess what? Zach Wilson is below average. He's below average, sir. I'd rather exactly. Trevor so Stim- I need I'd my ra- defense to step up. If I'd rather below Stim- average, a quarterback, sir. If my below average quarterback can get me the lead late in the fourth quarter, then I need that great defense to show up. Oh, so that's why we lost. Listen, the Lions are a good. The Lions are, the Lions are a good offensive team, sir. That's all I gotta say. One more contestant. We have yeah. the special teams. Yep. Now, obviously, we lost by three points. Yep. That first. Punt by Braden Mann, atrocious. Yeah. Atrocious. Yeah. And then the coverage, also horrible. Like this guy didn't even nobody first got of all, close to him. I thought I was watching the replay on fast forward because remember I missed the first half. So when I saw the replay, <laughs> I thought I had sat on the remote and put it fast forward. That boy got down the field so damn quick. Because usually uh the return man moves horizontally trying to find the hole, but he caught that ball and just dipped it because he saw the hole and nobody got close. Huh. Now, what's another problem I have with my special teams? Mr. Braxton Berrios. Yeah. You've been talking about him for the last few weeks. Why does he have to keep bringing the ball out of the end zone? Take it at the 25. They're gifting you 25 yards. Why do you take 15? If they're gifting you 25 yards, don't take 15. It makes absolutely no sense. Like, I don't know if he thinks that he's eventually going to break one. Obviously, that's what he thinks. Of course. But eventually, you have to realize that you're not. He did have one for guy, he, apparently. He, he did have one for 26, but I get, I get what you're saying. Oh, okay, you got one for 26, but as opposed to the other ones that were for, what, how long? 15, well, let me tell you, uh, I, I, was, I, started, I started with that one because in total, he had three returns for 57. One of them was for 26. Imagine. Yeah. So, it, 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 I don't – Braxton Barrios is – just fucking catch the ball. I, I don't know if you can put it on I, 
I don't know if you could put it on Brandon Mann either. He had six punts for 300 yards. No, Brandon Mann was horrible yesterday. He was atrocious. <laughs> he was he atrocious. Got three, he got three touchbacks. He got one into the 20, as long as it's the 55. But his net yardage yesterday was 300 yards. Like, you want to talk about the defense. Why were you punting the ball so many damn times for him to accumulate 300 yards punting the ball, sir? Because your atrocious court. Because your atrocious quarterback couldn't do shit with the ball when they put the ball in his hands. He gave them the lead. I don't care. I don't care. Look, Braden, man. He should have looked better against his defense. He should have looked better against his defense. I don't care. I don't care that he gave him a lead late. He should have looked better against his defense. Okay, so special teams, why Braden, man, needs to be replaced. Probably Oof. won't be because it's a short week. Right. And then, and Greg Erloin, he missed that game winning, uh, game, game tying field goal. But, but he's been pretty good this yarder. season. But he's yeah, been pretty he good this been, season. I, I, can't, I can't say anything. 58 yarder, even though he had a 60 yarder against the Vikings, right. that was indoor, completely different situation. I, I, don't, I don't put it on him. I had hoped that he was going to pull it off, but I can't blame him. So ultimately, um, it comes down to I, I don't think special teams. Are, are you going to blame the special teams? No. Neither am I. So it's not special teams. Nope. So defense, Zach Wilson, Robert Sala. Who are you blaming, sir? I'm blaming Zach Wilson. Like, like uh, I'm, I'm literally blaming what? Zach Wilson. I'm blaming Zach Wilson. I, the, again, against this Detroit Lions defense that you said had four of me's playing corner and safety for them, he should have had a much better game than what he did. I don't care at the fact that he's been riding the bench for three weeks. If he was paying close attention, like everybody was claiming that he was, he was taking the game in. He was watching ferociously from the sidelines. Then he should have looked better. He knew he was going to play this game. He knew he was going to play this game. So he should have played better against this horrendous, bearded, fanatic, safety-riddled fucking Lions defense. He should have had a better game, and he didn't. I don't care that he got there you was, the lead there was There was no run care. game. There was no run game. Because of him. There's no run no. game because of him. Because he's okay, exactly. So, so, so the Lions decided to just, you're going to beat us, Zach. That's what they said. You're going to beat us. Yeah. And they brought the house. Yeah. Even then, he managed to throw for over 300 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, he did. And he gave them the lead. With, with those once-in-a-lifetime bombs that he gets about four a game of them, and that's his accumulation. But that was it's enough not... to take the lead. No, fuck that. He gets my blame. Fuck Zach Wilson. Where's Chris Trevler? <laughs> well, I think it was on the defense. Oh, my God. I think it was on the defense. Look, everybody was hyped. Like, oh, yeah. You know what? Um, in the comment section, when you watch this video later in the comment section, who's the blame game winner? Do you blame Zach Wilson or do you blame the defense? We need to know. Go ahead. It might say Robert Sala because a lot of people blame Robert Sala. You're right. But let You're me right. give you the, the last bit on the defense. Yeah. They only gave up, uh, what was it, 13 points, right? Mm -hmm. Outside of that punt because I don't, I'm not counting the punt. Right. But you don't care about those because you only care about the fourth and one. No, no, I'm, I'm going to explain that to you. Yeah, yeah. The very first drive, the Lions drove it down to the one-yard line. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> like, why do you let them drive it down all the way to the one-yard line, great defense? You, 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 you can't ask me that because my I have a defense at home that, likes, bend, but don't break. that, that, that likes allowing 99-yard plays just to stop them at the one. So I can't answer why they like doing that. Well, I, I appreciate that they did that and that they stopped him. I do. Yeah, yeah. But I will tell you that mm -hmm. Zach Wilson, after three weeks off, 
yeah. being in front of the home crowd that was just dying to see him fail. Yeah. Getting the ball at your own one yard line is probably the worst possible scenario to start that very first drive. Like, I'm sorry, but Zach Wilson was in a shitty situation. Again, I thought Mike White would have played better. You're right. I think Mike White does play better because he does hit those easy passes. He can hit the intermediate passes. He probably doesn't hit that that across field 40 yards to CJ Uzama. But But you won't need it. Right. Because because he'll work his way up the field. Will he get in the end zone? I don't know. Am I going to get Vikings uh, Mike, Mike White or am I going to get Bengals Mike White from last year? It all really depends, I guess. But I do think he would have played better. But I think Zach Wilson played well enough for this game to win if the defense can hold up on that last drive. And I'm again, I'm not blaming them and saying that they're bad the whole season. For right. this specific game, yeah, I'm blaming this loss on that last drive. Okay, that's it. You know what? I, I, you know, I still would have felt the same um, about the, the. Obviously, not a blame game because let's say they would have won with Zach Wilson at the helm. I, I, I still think I would have felt the same way. Like, let's say he finishes with the same exact stats, but you guys end up getting the win. Let's say that you get the win, twenty seventeen. I, I still feel like at that point, I would still have the same feeling towards Zach Wilson because I feel like he should have had a stronger game against such a bad secondary. That's just my but, takeaway on it. No, I, I look and I agree. I don't think he had a great game. I, yeah. I, I and I've, I've said it repeatedly. He played well enough to win, in my opinion. Yeah, but he did have three hundred and seventeen yards. I like, get it. He put up some yards, but he left a lot of yards out there because and he was. Can we talk? Easy can we talk about a, a potential first year Pro Bowler? I don't know if rookies get into the Pro Bowl. I think they do, but Garrett Wilson, bro, again, again. This guy will never be on the blame game show. I'm telling you that much right now. <clears throat> I will, I, I, I'll blame him for something, though. Okay, what are you blaming him for? I really, and I know you said you like it. Mm-hmm. I really dislike how emotionally unhappy he gets on the field yeah. when, and he doesn't, he doesn't do it with Mike White. No, 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 Zach no, 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 no. But when I, Zach Wilson misses a pass, like he throws his arms up in the well, air. You can tell. And down, yeah, you can tell. And, you can tell. And you can tell it he's him. frustrated. And I'm like, dude, like. Don't Listen, I don't like that. I don't like that. What I like is when he spoke after the game that said, trust in your wide receivers and we got you. That I did like because guess what? I said from his point of view, he has the ability to do that because he's actually been backing it up. I don't feel like Zach Wilson will ever be in a place where he's allowed to speak that way. But the reason I appreciate it from Garrett Wilson is because he has shown you with his play on the field that he's allowed to talk that way. But I, I, I agree with you. No matter who's at your quarterback, dude, you have so many eyes on you, not just cameras. Everybody can see your body language when the quarterback that's playing the game is throwing the ball your way. And I get it. None of us, me as a Dolphins fan, none of us want Zach Wilson on the field because he's just that bad. Well, you know what? Fuck that. I do want him on the field. I hope he plays against the Dolphins so he can give me four touchdowns against my shitty-ass defense. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I get it. You, you can't act that way. But again, I think that will come with maturity. He's like, fuck, well, not so because there's some great wide receivers on the road like ODBs, the Terrell Owens, the Chad Johnsons. And when they had bad quarterbacks throwing the ball, they kind of made it known as well. Now, I'm not saying he's going down the road. Maybe he'll fix that up. But I, I don't agree. When you're on the field, you shouldn't act that way. But I, I do like the fact that he backs it up when he talks because he, he's backing it up on the field. But you know what? Chad Johnson started doing that once he became like a known, like a, a known name. Like Garrett Wilson's doing that shit like – Dude, you're like halfway through your rookie season. Like, he's won like rookie of the week like four weeks now, if I'm not mistaken. I, look, I I'm not saying he's not a beast. No, he hasn't earned that. Don't, don't show up your quarterback. 
Now, a couple of things that I did I forget agree. to mention real, real quick. Um, when we're talking about special teams, yeah, there's only been three punt returns in the NFL this season. The Jets have given up two of them. <laughs> Can I talk about something else? Yeah, go before ahead. B- before we take a, before we go to the next segment, you tweeted yeah. this, and I know uh-huh. that I've mentioned this to you in pr- prior weeks. We've talked about it with uh, Justin C. We've talked about it with Gunny. We we've talked about Italy Jet. That I feel like if you take, I'm gonna read the tweet without said team in it, and I mm-hmm. promise you, this applies to my team. It applies to so many teams. But you tweeted some people from blank Twitter should really reconsider tweeting during games. Your emotional overreactions are wild and all over the place. Let the game play out before you completely dump on the team, coaches, or specific players. Blank team, blank flight. Let me tell you, sir, watching my game, and again, we'll talk about this more tomorrow, but just to give Jets fans the perspective from somebody who has to read Dolphins Twitter, and if you haven't, if you're not on Twitter, if you don't follow any people who tweet about the Dolphins, you would think that half of these guys aren't really Dolphin fans because everyone prior to this game against Buffalo counted us the fuck out. They're like, Miami's going to go up there and get curb stomped. I mean, like American history X style. Put your teeth on the curb. That's what they thought about the Dolphins. And the fact that they went up there and had a 29 to 29 game with four seconds left, you you would think, all right, well, shit, they showed up, bro. There should be some more positivity coming out uh, c- coming out of uh, Dolphins Twitter. Nah, because you got I, – I, I feel like it was Gunny that said that. You got, like, seasonal fans, or I forgot the term he used, but I felt like it was the perfect way to, um, to claim these people not as fans but as something else. And there's so mm-hmm. many people – and you guys shine the light on these people sometimes when you respond to them. I feel like you don't do it as much, but some of the the New York Jets people that we've had on the show that I follow as well, I feel like you guys got to stop giving the green light to these fucking trolls because you guys have a solid following. And as soon as you comment on it, everyone else can see that you commented on it. And now we have to see this fucking troll that has no idea about fucking football talking about said team. And yeah. I, I, don't, I don't interact with those type of people. I get why sometimes you have to because of how stupid the take is. But, dude, take a step before you fucking tweet at these people because now you're giving them the gas that they wanted in the first place. But that's just my take on that. I read that tweet, and I felt like I could literally take out your hashtags and put mine, and it would fucking apply. But that, that's, that's the last thing I had for that. Do you think – I've seen a couple people say this. I don't agree. Yeah. I don't. But um, because I feel like they have played some good competition. Sure. But I'm not the only one that's upset with the defense. And some people have started, like, you know how the Jets were defending, like, oh, it doesn't matter if they're backups. But now they're like, you know what? We did beat a lot of backups. Were we for real? Like, was that five and two start for real? Or should we consider the fact that we lucked out because we played so many backups? Wow. As a Dolphin fan. uh, Go ahead. As a Dolphin fan, my initial instinct is to be like yeah your fucking team is trash why didn't you see this before mm-hmm. but I've, I've been forced let's use the word force so i could save grace a little bit here i've been mm-hmm. forced to watch your team mm-hmm. regardless of who's on the opposite side of the field your team has to show up right mm-hmm. if your team wasn't for real even playing against those shitty teams they would have been closer games they would have yeah. been possible games you guys could have lost but the fact that you have a solid defense, because now you don't want to call them great anymore. Let's call them solid. 
the fact that you have a solid defense, the fact that Hall looks so good as a rookie, the fact that Mike White went in there, and let's say you had a different quarterback, but you had a quarterback that went in there and took care of the ball, made the easy plays, got you down the field, got you into the red zone. It's impossible to say that this team isn't for real. Am I saying that they're up there with said Chiefs? Are they up there with said Bills? I would say the, the way you competed against the Bills, the supposable best team in the NFL into many people's eyes, like the way they were gagging on Josh Allen's you-know-what during the Saturday Night Football cast, I'm like, you would think that this is Jesus playing at quarterback for them. But the fact that you guys neutralized them so much, and I get their divisional games. Divisional games are always going to be close. But you guys have played every opponent so far to the fucking wall. So I wish I could say that you guys aren't for real, but I, you remember how I laughed at you at the beginning of the season when you're like, oh, I just want to be in the hunt. I laughed mm-hmm. at you, Danny. I laughed. Yeah. It wasn't a ha, 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 fake laugh. No, no, no. I sincerely laughed at you thinking that you guys would be in the hunt. Well, I thought we would end up with eight or nine wins and it's still in play. You personally, I could say personally to you that, fuck, I was wrong. Because you guys are in the hunt. Regardless of what happens now, you guys are there. You said in December, I wouldn't be in the hunt. I laughed I said on, on Christmas Day. Yeah. Which is Sunday now. Right now. I, I want to be on that graphic in the hunt. Now, we play on Thursday against the Jaguars. Depending on how that ends, we might be further down or maybe even in the playoffs. I don't know how it's, it's things shake out. But regardless, on Christmas Day, we're going to be in the hunt. And that's what I wanted. Now, yeah. it's unfortunate how we got there, right? Because that always matters. If you win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, it feels a little bit better than starting five and two and following up five and two with two and five. Because yeah. that's what we did. We were five and two to start. We went two and five afterwards. So it feels a lot rougher, but it's more or less where everybody expected us to be. Even the most optimistic of Jets fans, if you would have told them, hey, coming into this Thursday night football game, we have three games. If we win out, there's a good chance we make the playoffs. We're seven and seven. Most Jets fans would have been like, awesome. Sounds like an awesome I'll season. Take it. Right. But because we started off five and two, all of a sudden Jets fans are like, Super Bowl! Super is Bowl! Nobody could beat our defense. Our defense is the fucking best. They're going to carry us to the fucking championship. Again, 2,000 Ravens. Same so fan base like, right here. But it's like, re- relax. We're the, we're the and, greatest. And we had we're this the... conversation. Yeah. We had this conversation after the Patriots loss, I remember. Yeah. After the Patriots loss, we had this conversation where I told you, we're eventually going to lose games, right? This 5-2 yep. and two felt great. But eventually, we're going to start losing games. And because there's, you know, there's, nobody thought we are going to win 11, 12 games. So for us to end up with 9 or 10, we had to add like 5 or 6 more losses. So I knew this second half of the year was going to feel a little funky. Did yeah. I think we are going to go 2-5? and five? No. But I didn't know that it was going to get rough at, at some point. Now, I didn't think three losses in a row rough. But we've been in every game. We've had a chance to win these games. Exactly. It's made it a little more heartbreaking. And that's why I, it, it's hard for me to say that you guys aren't a real team. <laughs> for what you just said right there, it's hard for me to say you guys aren't a real team. And the last three games, we played against the Vikings, one of the best offenses in the league. Yep. The Bills, one of the best offenses in the league. Yep. And against the Lions, I think the best offense in the league. And we've held them all to, I want to say, 20 points or less. So You mean with that supposable great defense or decent defense that you're calling them? It's a good defense. The Vikings okay. scored 27. The Bills scored 20. The Lions scored 20. Yeah. So we we have a good defense. Yeah. What do we need to be a great defense? We need to start consistently getting some turnovers. At least one a game. Like at some point when your offense isn't clicking, 
I want to be able to count on this defense. It's like they're going to give us at least one turnover. And in the last five you weeks, see, they've given us one in garbage time, unfortunately. I, I, and I can't agree with that for the simple reason that I don't, I don't think that what your, your take is bad. Is that I just don't think your defense needs that to be great for the simple reason is that if you had a different quarterback, if you had a healthy Mike White, let's just use him as an example because he was the most recent quarterback with success for your team. If you had mm -hmm. a healthy Mike White, since the beginning of the season, let's say from the beginning of the season, Zach Wilson tore his knee. He's done for the season. You have a healthy Mike White for 16 weeks with the type of defense, type of offense that you guys have been playing with, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, James Robinson, Bam Knight, and then the type of the defense keeps giving you the ball back. Sir, if your defense was on the Dolphins' defense and I give you mine, now you could say, well, shit, we have a pretty bad defense. Maybe, we'll, maybe we will only win six to eight games. But if your defense is on my team, we're, we got that number one seed. And that's just how I feel because they give the ball back to the offense so goddamn often that it's hard for me to say that you guys don't have a great defense. You don't need at least – now, if you're saying that the reason you need at least that one turnover per game is because of your lack of success at quarterback, if Zach Wilson's your quarterback, mm -hmm. then I get it. Then you have absolutely 100% facts on that one. I get why you need at least that one interception. But if you had a healthy Mike White that takes care of the ball for you, you would say, hands down, you do have a great defense. I assume. You know, it, it, it's it's my fault for not um, thinking ahead of this conversation sure. and pulling up the stats. But during during that start where we were five and two, yeah, I want to say we got at least one or two turnovers in every one of those games. That Bills game we won because we picked off Josh Allen twice. Yeah, like those those takeaways helped us. When mm -hmm. Zach Wilson was behind center and he wasn't producing yeah. a lot. I agree. I agree. So we I agree we have a very good defense to to keep these top three offenses that we played the last three weeks. And we haven't completely shut them down, right? The Vikings put up 27, but we've kept them relatively in check. I mean, that's a good defense. I agree. I, I feel to, to become the best defense that I think that these players can be. Quinn and Williams is great. Sauce Gardner is great. Like to become a great defense, we just gotta we just gotta pick that up. And we also forgot to mention that Quinny Williams didn't play this game. He didn't, right? And, that, and we and got that absolutely was, no pass rush. And that was that was a big miss. That like you felt it. Like as a, as a Jets defense, you felt his presence not being there. But you had one topic on there, and I, and I know that we gotta move on to the Jaguars. You said, um, and, and and I feel like you'll enjoy this. You said, is there any positive takeaways that we could take away from this game? You know, it's my one positive that I could take away from this game. Hmm. That Robert, it? that Robert Sala hasn't said that that Zach Wilson will be the quarterback for next week. That's that's literally my only positive I'm taking away. Um, you know what? But wait, I'm... I, I will tell you that I enjoyed. I don't want to say enjoyed, but I did understand. I did feel his comment. The frustrating thing is that this kid is going to be a good quarterback, but the NFL, this new instant coffee world that we're in, just doesn't want to give people time. So we look at him and just nitpick him with a fine-tooth comb. The, I, I agree that we people do pick at him with a fine-tooth comb. I do agree with that. But there's plenty of tape of Zach Wilson that says he might just be a decent quarterback. To say that he's going to be a good quarterback is you being hopeful. I think right now with the tape that you've had on him for two years is that the fact that he might be a decent quarterback coming on the road where he's a, a good backup. But right now, you you don't have enough to show that he's going to be a good quarterback. That's just my I takeaway from that. I think Zach Wilson has the skills to be a good quarterback. Okay. You saw it yesterday, right? He, he can add the fundamentals. Right. 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 But 
in the position we're in right now with a good team around him, yeah, I think what works against him the most is Mike White. Mm-hmm. We've only seen Mike White six games. He had six professional starts. He's 27 years old, but he's only played six games. And I'm sorry, but in those six games, I've seen enough. He can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yes, I agree. Is he going to be uh, one of the greatest of all times? No. Maybe not. Is he going to be a perennial all-pro or, or pro bowler? Maybe not. He can, fuck around you, he can fuck around and win you a Super Bowl with a solid defense like Trent Dilfer. He Dilford can. Did. He can. He, he yeah. can be a Ryan Tannehill. He can be um, – I'm, I'm trying to think of, of some other good quarterbacks that people don't necessarily think about in the Aaron Rodgers and, and, be a Nick Foles. and Josh yeah. Allens. Yeah, he could be a Nick uh, Foles. I don't know about Nick Foles. Nick Foles no, I'm saying, outside of that one season. but Right, right. But what I'm saying is the fact that he was able to go through the playoffs, take care of the Rock, Get him to the Super Bowl after Carson Wentz did most of the heavy lifting, and then win you a Super Bowl. Mike White and who's can't do that? And who, and who's to say that Mike White can't become a Pro Bowler? Everybody's saying, "Hey, let's give Zach Wilson a chance to develop." Yeah. How about we give Mike uh, Mike White a chance to develop? He's Fair. only played six professional games. Fair. How I about agree. If, what if he plays a full regular season? Maybe he continues to get better. Clip Has that. anybody considered Clip that, that right there? Because I agree. Clip that right there because that is. That is 100%. I agree on that one because so six games under his belt. I don't care that he's 27 year olds. You want to talk about a guy like really learning the offense, like him going a full offseason. And I know we talked about it last week with um, <laughs> with Karate Jr. We said, can you imagine that he does get you to the playoffs? Or, you know, he, he sniffs the playoffs and then he has a full offseason knowing he's going to be the starter next year. That's, that's a quarterback that I'm looking forward towards seeing because. A full offseason on his belt where he doesn't know, he doesn't have to look over his shoulder. I, I think that's a scary quarterback for you guys in the aspect of not putting up devastating numbers, but they could carry you to a bunch of wins. Could you imagine Mike White was a first or second round pick and he his first six professional games to start uh, his rookie season, he would put up the numbers he's putting up right now? Yeah. Everybody we had their mind blown. They're like, oh shit, this guy's going to be amazing. He steps on the amazing. field. Let's say that Bears game is, is the way he steps on the field for his first game. And you're like, Oh shit, we got something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you. Um, the only thing is that he can't stay healthy and and, and there's a knock. This this that that's a negative also, man. Yo, he, availability he also, is the most important he also ability. got folded like a mofo in that game, I bro. know, man. But th- there's some guys that are just like it's like they're they're uh, it's like a magnet to injuries for some yeah, reason. But because remember last year, that's what happened last year, also. Yeah. So anyway, we got the Jaguars game coming up. Let's talk about it. Jaguars Thursday night. Huge football. win. Huge win over the Dallas Cowboys. I know a lot of people who are Eagles, Giants, and Commanders fans really enjoyed the fact. And by the way, I don't remember who said this, and it might be NFL Network when they were picking games. A lot of people felt like the biggest upset of the week could be the Jaguars and Cowboys game. And I'm like, really? What do you guys see? And then I went back and looked that over the last seven games, Trevor Lawrence, 14 touchdowns, one interception. Man. Everybody was shitting on Trevor Lawrence towards the end of the last year. Yeah. At the beginning of this season. He literally had two coaches. I'm going to tell you. Over the last decade. Yeah. The most heartbreaking play Mm -hmm. for me and my Jets fandom was Frank Gord's bitch ass getting a first down. To seal the win against the Chargers and get that first win of the season, which mm-hmm. basically took us out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Yep. And it was game 
15 or 14 of the season. It was late. I, I've never in my life, I have two kids, started <laughs> yelling profanities in front of my wife and kids during a football game. That is the only time I've ever done it. I mm-hmm. usually, when they're around me, I usually try to try to keep it cool. I keep it Clean, in. PG. It came out. It came out, and I was so extreme. And that is going to haunt us for mm-hmm. the next 10 to 15 years because Trevor Lawrence is going to be that guy. And Frank Gore and Adam Gates. And I remember Frank Gore. I remember he got that first down. He was so excited. He was so excited. He got so happy. I wanted to punch him through his helmet. I was so mad. We should have, we should have him on the anyway. show. Yeah. No, he beat my ass. But, <laughs> but let's um, talk about it. Listen, they, a big win, big win for the Jacksonville Jaguars, beating um, the Dallas Cowboys at home. Dallas Cowboys, I think we could all kind of feel like they are what they are at this time of year. Like people consistently think, all right, they're going to the playoffs for sure, and then they're going to make some noise, and they never do. They make the playoffs, but they never make any noise in the playoffs. And I feel like that's what the Cowboys are. They, they're good enough to make get the Super Bowl this year. I don't. I don't think I that do. at all I whatsoever. Do. We'll come back to this one. Clip that. That's mm-hmm. as bad as him saying in the hundred at the beginning of the season. But I, sir, I, I Jacksonville is not as easy as I thought a few weeks ago. That's all I no, gotta say. I, the, the the Jets during the bye week when we had just beaten the Bills. Yeah. I remember it was like everybody's like, oh, and we got those two last home games against the Lions and the Jaguars. Oh yeah. Oh, those are gimmies. Those are two easy W's. Let's see what other W's we can find here. Yeah. No, no. The Lions, all of a sudden, probably one of the hottest teams in the league right when we're about to play them. Jaguars, same shit. They just beat the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They beat the Titans the week before that. They beat Baltimore two weeks before that. And then they beat the Chargers not too long ago either, actually yeah. earlier in the season. So they got some good wins. They've beaten some good teams. Mm-hmm. And you know what else I found out? The Jaguars, if they win their last three games, they win the division. Yeah. So the Jaguars are coming out just as hungry, if not hungrier, than the Jets are this game. Mike now, McDaniel. Do, Mike McDaniel to Tua Tunga Vailoa is what Tua needed. But when we were looking for a coach, I don't know if you recall this conversation that I had with you. I said if Tua Tua needs a said quarterback whisper, and the name that wasn't being thrown around was Doug Peterson. But I knew that if we could get a Doug Peterson to come in, the two might look better. But as soon as he got hired to Jacksonville, I said, this is a great hire for Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Because Doug, Doug Peterson, look what he did with Carson Wentz his rookie season. What do you think he's going to do once he's able to implement an offense for Trevor Lawrence, who was balling at the college level? You know what I fucking hate? What's that? I hate that term, quarterback whisperer. I know you hate it's it because own. of Adam Gase. I get it. Because... But you know because what? All the other, that's all the why we hired right. him because he was the, the quarterback <laughs> whisperer. He's gonna make Sam Darnold such a great fucking quarterback. Yeah, I fucking hate that term. I never want to hear I that get shit it. again. But outside of that guy, the rest have actually applied. Like, and remember what I told you when you guys hired him. And, I, and we shouldn't be talking about Adam Gase. But remember what, what I told you when you guys hired him. If you looked at the quarterbacks outside of Peyton Manning, the quarterbacks he's had, they all Rex. had had career numbers for their career. Yeah, even Rex Grossman looked good. So I'm just saying, he was doing something right. I don't know what he did wrong no, he once wasn't. he became a head coach. They got all their stats on that first drive because he was a genius <laughs> scripting that first drive. After that first drive, shit just went. All right, let's stop talking about that. But 
sir, you guys are at home again against the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars on a Thursday they, night. Mm-hmm. They are a 54% favorite this game. The spread, one point towards you guys. Because mm-hmm. we're home. Danny, how are you feeling about the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to town? You know, it's, it's, it's silly. But that good defense I'm always talking about, right? Because I don't call it great anymore. It's yeah, a good defense. Yeah, yeah. I still think it's good enough to stop this Jaguars offense. I, okay. I think that – let's see, how many – they played the Broncos. How many points did they put up on the Broncos? 17. Broncos are a good defense. Yes, they are. Uh, did they play any other good defenses? I mean, the Cowboys have a good defense. They put up 40 on them. Yep. The Eagles, they put up 21 on the Eagles. I think that our defense can stifle them. Uh, my, my issue is Zach Wilson. Like, uh, is he going to get the home run plays against them? I don't know. If Mike White was playing, I promise you this would be an easy decision for me because our defense plays good enough and Mike White is, plays well enough where I think we can beat just about anybody. Just about. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that short week at home benefits the home team. I think good defense against a good offense benefits the good defense, right? They have the advantage. I think the Jets are going to pull it out. I think they should have pulled it out on Monday. I think they should have won the last three games. So I, I don't see any reason why I, I wouldn't feel that they could beat the Jaguars. And I think that they'll beat them. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Zach Wilson puts up 17 again, 17-14, something like that. I, I can see something like that. I'm going to a, I'm going to attempt to do what you did earlier in the season, hmm. where the fact that you shitted on people so hard that they came back and played better. <laughs> I'm going to attempt this. Hmm. I picked the Jets to beat the Lions, pre knowing that Zach Wilson was going to play quarterback. I said if Mike That's White, if Mike White plays, you guys win this game. Mm-hmm. It's looking like. It's going to be Zach Wilson again. Now, in fact, when yeah, they yeah. asked when they asked um, Robert Sala, he said, I'm non-committal about the starting quarterback for Thursday yet, but they also haven't cleared Mike White yet. So unless he's going to get cleared all of a sudden, Tuesday or Wednesday, and I don't get any reps in practice. It's not correct. Going to happen. It's not going to happen. So based on that fact, Danny, I'm picking the Jets to lose this game. And you guys are going to lose four in a row. The reason you're going to lose four in a row because either A, Zach Wilson plays horrendous because he's known for it because he's trash, or he doesn't do enough to win you the game. Then you have another scenario where it's 17-17 at the end of the fucking game, and the Jaguars score last, and you guys lose another close game. I honestly feel that with Zach Wilson at quarterback, that's the story for the New York Jets this season, which kind of goes into your next topic of what needs to happen for this for the season to be a success. This is a two-part answer for me. The first part is I think your season's already a success for the simple reason that you optimistically said, come Christmas, I want to be in the hunt. You're there. I think for the most part, anybody outside of the New York Jets fan base looked at the Jets like Brady Quinn. I know we talked about him for 16 weeks now. Brady Quinn thought you guys were going to win maybe one game out of your first nine. I think the most perspective that people had about the Jets team from an outside perspective is that you guys weren't going to be that much of a very good team and you were going to be competing with the Patriots at the bottom of the division. You haven't been that. At points, you've been the second-place team. At points, if certain dominoes fall your way, 
you got you could potentially be in first place of the AFCs. So, so I think the with, Patriots. Right. So I think with those scenarios in place, how do you not call the scenes a success already? That's my that's my first part. My second part to your success is is that you know that you don't have anything in Zach Wilson. That's a success for it to me for you guys because at least you know he could potentially be a decent quarterback but we don't have to surround him with the franchise. We do not have to give him the keys to the franchise. So I think with that part alone, that is also a success in the fact that you know where you stand as a team. You know you have a solid defense. You know you have great running backs that are going to be different to makers next year, especially when he comes back from injury and Mr. uh, Bryce Hall. You have Garrett Wilson, who you said at the beginning of the season, you're like, oh, it's kind of iffy, but he's turned – He's he's nice. That brother's nice. Sars Gardner, really nice. I think there's so many positives going for your team that it's impossible to say that this this season hasn't been a success. Those are my two cents. Now, before I tell you what I think, if the yeah. Jets win out, they can still make the playoffs. Yes. All they would need if they win out is for the Patriots to lose one game, for the Chargers to lose to either Indianapolis or Denver, mm-hmm. or for the Ravens to lose out. So with those three scenarios and Jets winning all three, they make the playoffs. Okay. Do I think they're going to win out? No. Okay. If Mike White was playing, I, I would feel more confident about them winning out. But right now, no. To be a success, I think the Jets need to end up with a winning record. Okay. Now, I, if even if they only end up with eight wins, depending mm-hmm. on how the, the, the two losses come, uh, I don't know. I guess I have to reevaluate. If they lose the next three games – and end the season on a six-game losing streak, I can't say success as much as I want to because I think that there was a lot of success, but I feel like that's a free fall. Okay. I feel like you showed promise, and it you can't you can't end the season on a six-game losing streak. Fair enough. So for it to be a successful season, for me, you need to win two out of the next three. And if you only win one out of the next three and end up eight and nine, miss the playoffs, let me see how that came about. Was it Zach Wilson playing the last three games? Yeah. Was it awful bad call? Uh, you know, a blown assignment, something. It, it, it all really depends, I guess, how those two losses come. But to me, overall, just I think if we end up with a nine and eight record and somehow still miss the playoffs, I think that's the minimum to be a successful season. It needs to be nine wins. Um, but I mean, we've been in this situation before. I remember Rex Ryan's first year. We were 7-7 seven and seven after the Falcons lost. And I remember he came on the podium and he said, I guess we're officially eliminated from the playoffs. And then he came on the next day. He's like, oh, I was wrong. We still have a chance. We just got to go ahead and beat the – I think at the, that point they were like 14-0 and 0 Colts. They were trying to go for perfection. And they went ahead and they beat them. And people were like, oh, but they bench Peyton Manning. He's like, yeah, bitch, but they bench, bench Peyton Manning when we were winning already in the third quarter. So right. technically we beat them, whatever. And then we beat the Bengals, won those last two games, went on to the AFC Championship. So we've yep. been in this position before where you have to win out. Yeah. Is it the same team? Is it the same coach? No. But as a fan base, we've seen this before. So I'm not 100% thinking that it's not going to happen. But, okay. again, to answer your question, at a minimum, I feel like we need to end up with a winning record for this to be a successful season. One thing I never in a million years thought I would hear myself say are these words. Your team would be so much better if Mark Sanchez was currently your quarterback than Zach Wilson. <laughs> Um. Yeah, man. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson hasn't looked great, but um. No. You know. You know. Thirty-five percent of percent of his passes were off target. Yeah. 
That's a lot. Does that surprise you? Does that surprise you, sir? That's a lot, man. And and look, and, and I'm still rooting for him. I'm hoping that he that he could fix it. But I, I really I, I find it really hard to believe. And we'll wrap it up with this because we've gone pretty long. I'll wrap it up with this. I find it hard to believe that there are Jets fans out there that can literally tell you that, hey, we have two healthy quarterbacks right now, Zach Wilson and Mike White, and they're both healthy. They both got a full week of practice. Which one do you want under center? I find it very hard to believe that many of them will choose Zach Wilson. I think Mike White has proven by without a shadow of a doubt that he is the superior quarterback right now. Zach Wilson maybe has a higher ceiling because he has, he has legs, right? He has, he's mobile. He has an he's arm. Younger. He has this, right? He's younger. He can make some crazy plays when he's out of the pocket, scrambling away from pressure. That's great. But right now, Mike White is the better quarterback and gives us a better chance to win. And people that are saying otherwise is just because they, they've, for some reason, drew a line in the sand, chose a side, and they're just trying to defend that side now by any means. And, and that's what it comes down to, I think. Yeah, I agree. Listen, uh, Travis Etienne is 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 closely eclipsing a thousand yards. He might be a problem for you guys this week if he busts a few a few runs. Uh, Christian Kirk is on is on the cusp of a thousand yard receiving season. He's at nine sixty six. So it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough game for you guys. But I will tell you, their starting left tackle just went out for the year. Yeah. So hopefully our Patrick look. The Lions have one of the best offensive lines in the league, if not the best offensive line in the league. I haven't heard too much about the Jaguars' offensive line. Quentin so, Williams' potential coming back this, this game, or is he going to be out again? It's still questionable. They haven't ruled him out yet. Got it. If he plays, I feel a lot better because I think one positive, and not for the Jets fans or for the Jets franchise, but a positive for someone out of Sunday's game, Quentin Williams' money. He just proved what a difference he could make. I understand that it was a for great sure. offensive line. But holy crap, we got absolutely no pressure because Jared Goff is a very bad quarterback when he's under pressure, and he wasn't under pressure at all. No, he wasn't. All right, so with that said, thank you very much for listening to episode number 16 of the Battle Jets Fans Podcast. I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas because we won't be talking to you guys until next week. And uh, Happy Hanukkah for all my Jewish friends out there. Would you like to leave the people with anything, Manny? No, 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 not, not with that. Not with that. <laughs> right, Peace thanks out, for listening, guys.